I'm here with your friend and mine, Sophie Hayes, a brilliant comedian, podcaster, uh, woman about town, um, survivor of the trucker convoy, um, and just beautiful person. Baby, when I met you, there was peace unknown. I set out to get you with a fine-tooth comb. I was soft inside. There was something Sophie's one of the few people that we've had on the podcast that, like, I actually know in, in real life. Like, I, I know a lot of people virtually, but, you know, she's been to my house. Uh, she's held my babies. She's she's lovely. Um, and uh, she's one of the funnier people, I think, on the Internet. Um, she's woefully un- undersubscribed on Twitter. So if you could plug your Twitter right now, I'd like to get some more people on that. Thank you. Yeah, my new Twitter is um, at hogpussy. I did um, seppuku my old account by pretending to be nation's treasure tim hortons yeah tim hortons is you know for 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 the american and english listeners uh tim hortons is uh probably the most media mediocre chain in the world and literally yeah (laughs) it is it is absolutely the most beloved it is 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 the it's strange the donuts are like fine they're like dry and they're like okay the coffee is fine but canadians just go absolutely bonkers for it and um you know, especially in Newfoundland, where there isn't really a coffee culture, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see lines, you know, just around the block at, at Tim Hortons at any at any random time. It'll be two o'clock in the afternoon. It, it just you're like, is this a shift getting off? Like, are people going <laughs> to work? What, what what's going on here? But they just love it. Um, they offer um, a number of uh, different uh, options. Like they have a, a chicken sandwich that kind of looks like the ones from school lunch, um, and I think that's maybe what people like about it. Yeah, it's you couldn't pay me to eat the food. No, no. I mean, I have. I definitely have. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I have, but uh, never yeah. again, unless yeah. unless I needed to. Unless they apologize for what they did to you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they were so offended. I just said that they don't pay their workers a living wage. And yeah, that to seems be to be the only thing that you could really get in trouble for on, yeah. on online is actually address some sort of material interest of, of people. Um, so we have you here today, and, and as you know, you're a dating expert. Um, you know, uh, That's true. You, you met my, my wife. <laughs> I actually kind of like met you around the same time I met my wife, which is quite interesting, you know, in, oh, yeah. in, in a strange way. Um, I didn't marry you, you know, I'm sorry, uh, but, it's okay. you know, there's, there's always time. Um, but uh, what we want to talk about is two shows, and these two shows are like all abuzz on the internet, uh, mostly because of their absurdity and the ways they make us feel. The first that we're going to talk about is called Dating Around. And Dating Around is uh, where um, a interesting person, uh, typically someone with some sort of, uh, I don't want to say flaw, but something oddly strange about them. Off-putting. Off-putting. will go on <laughs> six dates. And it, they, usually the episodes start with um, a they're friends. They're getting the person's getting ready, and it's sort of like a uh, one of those montage shots from like a '90s like rom com where like the ugly girl it makes good, you know, like they're getting dressed, and then the friends are describing. They're like, you know, like Mark is just fantastic, but you know, there's just something he's just never found the right person. And then over the course of six or seven dates, you actually find out why. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> Literally, every single time I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. And then the second is called Ultimatum, which is an equally absurd sort of concept. Um, it's where someone makes a, a they go on to a, 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 a 
a sort of almost like a dating island in which they uh, say to their partner, um, we're either going to get married or it's over. And um, it, over the course of that, if they there is some option for the, the partners to go and date other people while they're there, it's very painful to watch. Um, but the interesting thing about it is most of the people are like too young or like too mature, immature to actually get married. So that's interesting. Which and is why they want little, it. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. So but we're going to start with dating around first because um, I think it's uh, it's a less complex idea, you know, yeah, to talk about. Totally. Um, but I have a lot of opinions on it. So you want to get into like sort of your like how you got into dating around and and what your perception of it is. I started watching it during I think it was the first lockdown during COVID, um, just because like my I couldn't handle long shows each episode is like i think like 30 minutes or something like Mm -hmm. that like they really pack it in and i just i got obsessed with it because every single main character like the main focus of the show they're like the worst person you've ever seen and like every date it's like this is exactly why dating culture is terrible like the food looks disgusting the drinks are bad they're judging you on like ordering a salad or not ordering a salad the conversation is terrible it's it's it's, it's like amazing. every it's like every like Twitter uh, like dating advice thing. You're like, if your man orders the salad, then you know you need to. He's not your man. He's your woman. You know that. Yeah, kind of exactly. Stuff. And like <laughs> my favorite part about that show is like they have to make a decision on whether to go on a second date with someone, but sometimes they have to make a decision on whether to continue the date or not. Like they usually go to two locations. So some people don't make it past the dinner part, yeah. and then they get into the Uber and they'll just be like one person will try to make out with the other one and then they're like no like i'm good yeah it actually like it's funny because the second location aspect is interesting because it's like in a hostage situation if you're in danger you should never go to the second location (laughs) (laughs) i honestly do wonder though like because i feel like the show is set up so that the person who's like the main character of the episode gets to turn people down and it can't go the other way. But I wonder how many people who are the like dates go in and they're like, I hate this person. I don't want to go yeah. on a second date. I think that, that there's a game aspect to it. Um, I think because people know they're lined up against other people, they sort of want to win. That's and true. Yeah. That changes the, the calculus. And I think the psychology of whoever created it, the, the, like, the understanding of psychology was quite good because, you know, the people might be like, oh, this person's not attractive enough for me or they're not, I'm not interested in them, but they're, they think, you know, I really want to win and I don't know what these other people look like. And that's a I'm good sure, point. <laughs> you know, I think that's, that's how it works. Um, one of the, you know, I, I, there's a number of the people like in the first episode, but just to, to give you the lay of the land, the first season starts in New Orleans and actually, it's funny because I, I spent a lot of time in New Orleans for work. And, you know, I'd go out to eat and I ate a lot of cocktails on the company dime. You know, I drank <laughs> a lot of cocktails on the company dime. And it's a pretty good cocktail town, you know, and the food's okay. fairly good. Um, but that doesn't prevent people from buying the worst drink. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think would be the worst drink to order on a date, though? Anything in an up glass. That's, okay. that's, that's always, I mean, I have shaky hands and I would think that like, you know, it's just, it's, you know, there's a lot of room for error there. Um, and, uh, you know, typically uh, I think, how can I say this for, I think for women, those are usually pretty strong drinks, like de- yeah. deceivingly. And for men, 
you just don't, never look normal when that kind of glass. Okay, that's fair. That's a very good point. <laughs> to me, it's anything where the person seems like they're like testing the bartender. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's interesting because I did see a bit of that. And yeah. I think seeing the, I think the most chaotic people, it really is split between the people who had different drinks at every, it's the same, basically the same restaurant. So they're yeah. basically getting, which I found quite odd because you wonder, you know, like the bartender's like, oh, it's you again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that show because, yeah, they film it at the same bar every time. They have like the same meal options. So it's just like they can cut between every single date and it's like you're in the exact same spot in yeah. each date. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just you Do get to see people's restaurant etiquette right away. And the other thing I think it was interesting, they wear the same clothes. Like yeah. so the, the 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 main character of each episode wears the same clothes the whole time. Which makes me wonder if they go on these dates on the same day. I think they do. Honestly, I think oh. they do. How drunk are they? Like, right? Yeah. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. Or maybe they film them like a week apart. I don't know. It's, yeah. It seems terrible. The interesting thing is that the pe I, I want to talk a little bit about the people they go on dates with. Um, you know, in each episode, I think most of the time the deities are kind of out of the league of the people who are going on a date. Yeah, totally. Um, but there's also like a lot of sort of surprises. There was one episode and it was this woman um, and she kind of hit it off with several of the men. I think that was the bisexual episode. I was going to ask about yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> so can you kind of lay the, so the groundwork of like what was the bisexual episode and, and why it was so weird? Well, I the only thing I remember is that she had dates with women too, right? Like there was like yeah. a couple guys and then there's a couple girls. And I was like, I always think about this when they have like a dating show with like different genders, but it's like, how do they decide which men and which women, right? Because usually when it's all guys, it's like a complete array of guys and you're like, well, they must not be attracted to some of these people because they're all such different types. Yeah. But then when you divide that in half, they give you like three guys and three girls and it's like, how do they ask them like what kind of people they're attracted to or do yeah. they just give you random yeah. Yeah. women and random men, right? Yeah, and I think the, and, I, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think women are a harder match. I, I, that just I seems think so. to be. I, I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, I just like, you know, living in Toronto for years and you just see people on dates and you can see like, I don't understand how they match, but they seem fine. Yeah, uh, it's it makes but, less sense. It's less like yeah. it's harder to understand. But lesbian couples seem to make sense to me. And I'm, and I think okay. I'm speaking from a, from a cis hetero uh, uh, perspective. But like when I meet a lesbian couple, I'm like, OK, I, I see, you know, I can see this. <laughs> but the, the surprising thing is that there was a there was a number of. Uh, uh, gay fellows on the show who uh, mm -hmm. who actually I thought they were actually much more matched to the to the some of the the pairings than 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 the other people um, and I don't know if that's that's just because you know you're you're kind of getting a thinner slice of of the population especially in the yeah. south you know um, uh, it, but it was interesting so what I found also interesting like so at the end they eventually they kind of do a grand reveal um, and they basically show the person walking down the street very happy. Their life is fulfilled now. They found the love of their life. They're on a, which means a second date. You know, it's basically almost like that. <laughs> I mean, you know? yeah. <laughs> and, but they will like show the 
the feet of the other person. And you're like, oh, I don't know how that person walks because you don't really, you know, get a sense of that from the first part of the show. And then they'll reveal it and they're like, oh, they're so happy and they walk and, they, you know, and they just kind of end with this, like, sort of, like, blur, you know, like, happily ever after. And, and you know uh, they never talk again. I, I'm assuming. You know, I'm assuming. I mean... but. But but that person won. They won the prize, which yeah. is a second date. Um, and I found that that's the, quite quite jarring in some ways. Um, what what other what other things stood out about the show that you found interesting? I I found the difference between the New Orleans people and the New York people to be quite jarring. Yeah, I on I enjoyed the New Orleans season a lot more just because I don't know there was just something off about the vibes in the New York one. Like everybody was like so self-involved i was yeah. like wow this m would be a terrible date like it was like <laughs> the people that were the like not the main character but the people that they were dating if they talked about themselves at all the main person in the episode was like wow they can't stop talking about themselves yeah. but then they just want to talk about themselves yeah. the whole time yeah it seemed there was like some resume like sort of it was almost like a job yeah interview. it yeah. was yeah and it may it made me wonder what dating in new york is actually like and I, i've oh, always God. heard like you know all of these sort of uh, Twitter accounts of, you know, like, you don't know what it's like to date in New York. And, you know, like, you know, this this guy, you know, he lives on the floor and, you know, <laughs> all that sort of like, you know, no head head no um, headboard type situation. Or, oh you God. know, this guy's a finance guy and he's dating 17 girls and he wants to be, be in a polyamorous relationship. You we know. have to cancel him. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, but, you know, like... I actually found myself falling in love with New Orleans a bit, uh, you know, just watching it. Because, but knowing that they're only in a five block radius was quite funny because it just knowing <laughs> it to be a little bit. Yeah. The thing that I liked about the New Orleans one is like everybody was just as like quirky or like had their own personality as much as the New York one, except it seemed real. And like the New York one, it seems like everybody's putting on an act to be like yeah. unique and different. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, living in New Orleans is quite strange. I mean, it, it, it is a weird place, you know. Um, whereas New York is sort of the place where uninteresting people go to feel interesting. Literally true. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so in one of the episodes in New York, uh, and I'm going to ask you as a, a comedian, uh, there was a comedian in the the episode um, who was, I think, was pro would probably be pr quite funny. I, I haven't looked up their comedy. I didn't want to know, actually, because I, I thought, you know, oh, they seem, <laughs> they seem great, you know. But um, the fact that she did not try to, like, do her stand-up while she was there, I was quite impressed with. Me too. And that's how you know that she's probably actually funny, because people who aren't, they're always trying to do their bits yeah. on you without telling you first. Yeah, I mean that's of course that's you know that's a, like a famous story about people in there in in the green room you know trying to to crack wise you know with the, yeah, yeah sliding it into conversation you're like hey this is a good one isn't it you know <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know I think like that was that was a really interesting one um, I thought it was it was fun because you know it really did show that you know just it's just such a meat market you know dating is in, in, in oh the God. modern world um, but in some ways it was like sweeter uh, because it was kind of uh, there was a structure to it which I found kind of funny it was almost like a arranged marriage but for dates it's weird because obviously there's always been like a market for like dating reality shows ever since reality shows became popular but I feel like people 
are like so tired of dating apps that they're like, I want to meet someone in real life, but they are so like socially inept that they're like, but I want real life to be a reality show where they like yeah. give me people. Yeah. 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 No, it is interesting. Well, actually, that's a t- this is, that's an idea for an app, isn't it? <laughs> we got we got to get off and start working on our coding. <laughs> I was talking about Raya last night. Okay, can you tell me a little bit about Raya? Because I, I I hear people uh, talk about it, it's in particular like um, uh, uh, Felix Biederman of uh, Chapel Trap House is constantly talking about Raya. Yeah, it's it's invite only. So the idea is that it's for like people who maybe don't want to be on regular dating apps because they're like well known but my understanding is that it's like podcasters and like australian like fat australian screenwriters (laughs) like because okay here's the thing this girl that i'm mutuals with on twitter i like really wanted to see what it was like and she was like oh i have like a referral code that i can give you but it's only for iphone (laughs) oh of course yeah (laughs) and i have an android so i was like never i don't want to talk to any of these people (laughs) yeah (laughs) iphone supremacy but if you if you get the blue if you get the blue bubble like you don't want it right or it's yeah. the green bubble the green bubble yeah it's it's you not for green it. bubbles yeah, yeah. anyway I mean, so that's what I I heard it's like yeah like people who are like basically locally famous who think they're yeah. sick and then like people who have like a billion dollars but nobody knows who they are yeah well that's that's interesting I, I mean I you know uh, I know a few famous people but not none that have a billion dollars you know that's so that, I wish the, the, the crossover <laughs> the crossover is like is actually lower than people think it is uh, yeah uh, you know, I, what other like dating apps are there that, that people like you've, you've, you're kind of like a connoisseur of sort of weird, uh, <laughs> stuff like this. And I don't mean that because you're like on them. I mean, just because you, you're like deeply interested in the human condition. Um, I, I've heard a little bit about this one called giggle and it's a sort of the turf, uh, lesbian Is it? app. Yes, I've never yeah. heard. I mean, I wouldn't have heard of that, but yeah, no, <laughs> no, of wild. course not. No, no. Yeah. That's Trans crazy. rights are human rights, of course. That's um, right. But uh, it's uh, essentially it's made by an Australian, not surprising. Um, And um, it's it's for women by women. Um, But the the owner, the the person who runs the account essentially only tweets about how they don't let trans women on the, the account. It doesn't really there's no other pitch. It must be in response. Have you heard of the her dating app? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the idea of that was that it's like for women who date other women but like very quickly i want to say in like the first six months that they developed the app people were like you're being trans exclusionary so they like open it up to basically like anybody who is like not a cis man and like i wouldn't say that there's like a lot of trans guys on there but people who are like maybe like not super far into their transition Mm -hmm. or who maybe are like non-binary and like not Mm -hmm medically transitioning and then like obviously like cis women trans women like all that stuff yeah they're all on there and you're allowed to be on there but i think that that must have pushed some people who were initially drawn to it away yeah i believe that the the giggle app actually has an algorithm that this is this has got them into a bit of trouble i heard about this have you heard about this yes (laughs) now i remember i did hear about this yeah so it has an algorithm that looks at the facial structure and runs it against sort of some sort of like uh, Nazi eugenics sort of uh, yes yeah uh, uh, database, and it will determine whether the person is actually uh, a, a cis woman or not. And it's interesting because you know there's a lot of variation you know across like you know ethnic categories, racial categories, you know people you know from different eras. You know if you if you bodybuild a lot you're going to get a little more muscle in your face because you're you know doing deadlifts there's all sorts of things that can happen and um you know any number of uh 
of cis women have been rejected from it and it was yeah it was, yeah yeah i so. i mean we all know that like all ai is based off racist data sets right so oh, like, i wonder what yeah. the like i wonder how that's working out for them yeah. i'm very curious yeah. it's the new the new jim ho you know it's <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh, god i wonder what that's like that must be a terrible app yeah it's just full of haters you know yeah but uh only haters yeah no more will you But speaking of people who are like eventual haters, you know, I want to get into the second uh, uh, sort of show that we were yeah. talking about. And this is Ultimatum. And Ultimatum, to me, I remember uh, I was walking in and I, 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 was wa I was watching, I was sort of like doing something else and my wife was watching it. And uh, I was like, okay, what is this? It sounds fine. You know, and then I'm like, you know, I sit down for a second. I'm like, what the hell is this? Because it was literally the most immature people I've ever heard in life. Oh my god! And then, right. But they all wanted to get married, yeah. and they're like young, attractive people. I and I was really kind of taken aback. It starts in Atlanta, which mm -hmm. I think explains a bit of the sort of um, wanting to get married earlier because the Christian a, undertones. Yeah. 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 So there was a little bit of um, you know people who were interested in um, you know getting married younger, like, even if they were, like, young and hip, they seemed like there was that in the background. It was weird because they were all like, I'm 23 and we've been dating for a year and I want to have kids and be married now. And it's like, you're not going to be together in six months. Like, even if you weren't on this show, no. you're, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So, so the, just, like, just to review the, how it works, uh, one person uh, and, and I don't know if, how much this is real, like any sort of reality yeah, who knows? TV, you don't know. But one person in the relationship says, you know, hey, it's time and we need to get we need to get to this. They ask the other person on the show. They both mutually agree, which I think is, you know, that's already self-selecting for a psychopath. Right? Um, and um, then once they're on the show, uh, that person has to make either a decision or a non-decision. Is that is that correct? I guess they either have to decide to leave with the partner that they came with, leave with a new person that they met on the show or leave by themselves. So basically do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a sort of a handoff situation. And, yes. And can, can you explain a little bit of how that works? Because I found that that was probably the most insane part of the show. Yeah, it was uh, so weird. So they, they go on and I think there's like four or five couples that come on this show and they all have an ultimatum. The ultimatum is supposed to be about whether they're going to get married or not. But one couple, it was like whether they're going to have kids or not, which is like a whole different thing. But yeah. anyways, so they all come on the show and they basically all get to know each other for a few days. And then they have to pick someone from one of the other couples to live with for three weeks and pretend to be yeah. married to. Yeah, that I, th I found that was like one. It was quite bold. You know, I mean, it it's, weird. it's quite interesting. Like if even if you do not want to marry the person um Outside of sort of, uh, you know, like newfangled or polyamory or, you know, yeah. that kind of situation, you're really taking a risk there. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, you are taking a risk there. Um, also, a lot of these people haven't lived together themselves. So there is the possibility that just the Stockholm syndrome of being stuck in these apartments. Right. You know, and what's interesting is that all the people are in an apartment that is not their apartment, which I, that think I thought quite, was interesting. I thought that yeah. was good. 
It is good, but can you imagine if you had to go in and you're like, okay, this guy lives in my, you know, squalid apartment and, you know, uh, okay, a true, rough part yeah. of the city, you know, and, and you just think, okay, well, what, how would that have gone? Because it seems to, like, be a, like, a, a class leveler in a way. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, um, I think they just wanted to isolate them so that there was no other factors, but... yeah. Except for but liquor. It's, just, it's the same. <laughs> no, except for liquor. That's true. The one interesting thing about uh, that show is that they um, always drink out of these uh, metal glasses. So yeah. You cannot actually see how much they're drinking or, yeah. or a timestamp. So you know it's totally, you know, cut, you know, cut, chopped and screwed. Totally. And they tried to put some like i didn't even read it but apparently there was this post online explaining about how the cups are like to immerse you into the world of ultimatum and i was like no it's that they can edit whatever they want and they can get them drunk like yeah (laughs) it's absolutely it's absolutely true and um one of the 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 weirdest aspects of it is when the couples who decide to do the three-week sort of i don't know rumspringa or you know, or, or whatever Basically. it is, yeah, um, Ram Springer or whatever you want to say. Um, they're they're often talking about their other partner. Uh, yeah, and I I found that to be one of the more depressing aspects of the show. It was weird because so after they stay with the new person for three weeks, then they have to go live with their original partner for three weeks which was i don't know if i just didn't pay attention at the beginning of the show but i was (laughs) shocked i was like what do you mean like so they had all like fucked other people and been like i really like you i'm gonna leave my girlfriend and then they have to go be with their girlfriend for three weeks yeah it seems like a a, like i mean the fact that no one's been killed is great you know (laughs) it was it was Okay, have you ever seen the show um, Temptation Island? Of course, absolutely. Okay, so it's like Temptation Island, but like Christian, because they're like, no, you have to get married. Yeah, I mean, that was quite funny. And there is a, there is at the end, a marriage type ceremony. Now, I do not know if this is a a legal marriage. Like, I I mean, that was, I had, you know, and and given that both of my, my wife's a law professor and, you know, I I went to law school myself. (laughs) I was watching this and I said, is this a legal marriage? I was thinking, like, is this, you know actually happen, so. but they get the family members and i found that to be absolutely insane i they, they actually have okay, the true. family members there and in many instances there's like uh because it's the south there they, they will have sort of a, a racial element to yes, sort of that totally. sort of gins up the experience the plantation and like yeah it'll yeah. There'll be a plantation or whatever or there will be, um, you know, some sort of like country boy with like a, like a very high class black girl, and her family who's saying, I, you know, no, and it's it typically the the black dad who's like, I don't know about this, you know, yeah, like totally. he's like he's very embarrassed, he doesn't want to do this, and um, the parents I I found very funny because there was two instances in particular that I thought were were quite weird, um, one in which the parents were very excited about the new person, yes. Which I found, I thought, oh my god, can you imagine being the the pre-existing, uh, you know, partner, and seeing like the people that you had gone, you know, to vacation with, um, you know, saying like, oh, I like this person a lot better. I know, um, so brutal. Oh my god. <laughs> and then the other is where the the parents were like, I I think you're absolutely insane, and I don't know where I went wrong. 
Uh, my favorite was so there's this girl and she's like dating this guy and then you meet her friends and it turns out all her friends hate him and think he's a loser <laughs> and like one of them slept with him before they started dating and she was like he's bad in bed like i don't know why she's dating him and then her mom is like i don't like him he's a freak and then they get married yeah um, like yeah. they probably all thought she was gonna go on the show and she wasn't gonna be with him anymore yeah. and they were all like happy and then it's like even worse than they could possibly imagine yeah, and it was also interesting to see that the number of people who clearly are not going to get married ever. Yeah, you know, where that's like, true. And, and that's okay. Like, that's a, that's a valid life choice. Um, but you, you think, like, are they doing this for publicity? Are they trying to, you know... A couple the of them thing, were, like, influencers, right? Yeah. Yeah, no one had, like, a normal job. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was one guy, he was sort of an heir. He was sort of, like, this sort of s- attractive but super dumb southern guy who's probably going to inherit, like, an oil fortune. Yeah. Then there was, you know, there was a, a, a Ukrainian girl, I believe, um, who was an influencer. And, you know, I kind of felt bad for her because she just, she seemed very nice, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, and then everyone had, like, sort of, like, I'm a... You know, like, I make dreams come true blog, you know, like, you know, sort of, uh, you know, like, almost like a Bitcoin broad. There's the guy that's in arms sales <laughs> and was trying not to say that he was in arms sales. Oh, what? Oh, I, he was I like, he was like, I just left the military and now I'm in military sales. Okay. Military sales. Sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you selling? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. He. Yeah. Uh, that's that's fascinating. No, I mean, that was the, the interesting aspect. And then, you know, there were, like, some really nice people as well. There was, uh, mm-hmm. a, I think, a, this Venezuelan girl who I thought was quite nice. And, you know, I I really don't understand why she was on the show. But there was a, a, a Puerto Rican guy who, you know, he's like, I love my mother. He's, like, he's just so sweet. And you think, like, and he was, like, genuinely, like, bothered by the fact that it wasn't working out for him on the show. And I, I know. And I, yeah. And he was cute. He was like really cute guy. You know, I was like, brother, you just go, you know, go to the bar. Well, that's what these people, it's so weird. They like get so ingrained in these relationships and they don't even think about the fact that like, you're fine. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> you're no, literally that was, fine. that was the thing. It was a little bit different than, than dating around in that in dating around. I was like, I hope this works out for them here because they're just so they're weird. They're not. Yeah. You know, they're just so weird. Um, there was one guy, you know, and I, it's, I had watched, um, prior to this, the last dating show I had watched was, uh, Love on the Spectrum. Mm -hmm. I love that show. Oh my God. And I, I thought that was like, in comparison to these two shows, it was the most wholesome and lovely thing I ever watched. Um, there's a lot of like, sort of, you know, uh, my mother is a former like special ed director and she's kind of like explained to me some of the problems with the show and, you know, why it's problematic and, you know, the different aspects to it. But it was very sweet and, you know, um, Australian in a good way. You know, yeah, totally. Aus- yeah. Things of Australian aren't always good, but, you know, it's a good way. Um, but this was sort of the opposite because, you know, they were, like, capable people uh, who were, like, you know, in some ways could just be more normal. And you're hoping that they'll be, you know, their life could be better, but they're not going to. Well, apparently one of the girls, I don't know which one it was, was complaining that they lied about her age on the ultimatum. Like, I guess she was like in her thirties and the show said that she was 23. And I was like, well, no offense. Like you better hope that people think you're 23 if you're acting Uh, like that. So I, you know, it's funny you say that because I know exactly who that is because without, without even Googling it, because this is a discussion that we had, my wife and I had, we said, I said, there's just no way she's 23. There's no, No, you know, no, not at all. Like, I'm 42 and I look every day of it. But 
<laughs> I also know that that woman was not 23. And if she was, I was concerned for her. Well, yeah, exactly. But it's also like, okay, well, sorry, but like, they're like, oh, this is like a commentary on women aging. And it's like, no, it's a commentary on it's funny to watch people in their early 20s complaining about their boyfriend not wanting to marry them. It's like yeah. sad when you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to be with you yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're not 23. So you should yeah. be happy. The other thing I thought it was, uh, it's like also like 31 is fine. You know, like it's fine. 42 is yeah. fine. 50 is fine. You know, like as long as you're cool. still, you know, I think yeah, that's all exactly. that matters. But I think that that's, that's very funny because, you know, in many ways, it, like the, the meta commentary is like feminist, but it's actually anti-feminist in that you're like, well, 31, yeah. that's old. You know, they're still saying that. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. But like, to be fair, like, you shouldn't be going on reality shows. Like, I'm sorry, but that's yeah. very, like, 20, like, 21. Yeah. So I have a, I have a question for you. Um, do you, I mean, and this is, uh, you know, maybe a moral question, but we're still going to watch this stuff. Like, okay. let's, let's be honest, right? Oh, but, yeah. like, are these shows even, like, ethical? I mean, is it possible, you know, like, is there is there ethical dating shows under capitalism? I mean, I I don't know if they're ethical, but I don't think I, like, care about it because 95% of the people that go on are going on for attention and for their, you know, yeah. their, ex like, for exposure. Yeah. You know, it's not a situation where you're, like, I don't know, exploiting people who yeah. are doing it because they need the money, right? Yeah. So I, w I have a confession. I actually am a, I actually was inadvertently roped into being on a dating show once what what show this is, uh, this is something you know <laughs> it was called it was a it was a web show i think it was on one of these channels that popped up sort of in you know like you know how in like the, the 2010s there was always like some new channel that was like gonna take over or whatever yeah, yeah. this yeah, was yeah. some sort of like sci-fi channel that was web only and i went to on a lark went to a sci-fi convention i i'm not okay. a sci-fi person and like you know you know we have like not yeah but like you know like i like you know i like star trek i guess that's sure. not really you know like it's fine you're bored whatever it's yeah, fine yeah it's fine and so i went and it was the first one in dc and we're like okay we gotta go because you know it's a thing in dc and at the time dc had not had like it was still kind of not culturally where it is now you know it was like mm -hmm. 2012 or something and um I was recently single and my friends were like, you know, there's this sci-fi speed dating. You should just go do it. Like, who cares, right? And um, so I went on and it was like some nice people there. But I realized I, for the first time in my life, I felt socially awkward. You know, I mean, occasionally I do. I would most, feel awkward doing that. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know I was on a show at first. So it wasn't that. It wasn't, <laughs> so it wasn't that. It was actually the fact that I was not able to talk about sci-fi to people right. who are really into they all want to talk about like yeah. lord of the rings or whatever yeah and they're in cosplay i was in like a hoodie you know like Stop. i was in like a mark zuckerberg Trek hoodie it's some like you know like skinny jeans and like you know oh my god you know some like mark jacobs sneakers or something right and um uh ted baker i'm sorry ted baker sneakers. i was I like I, okay. yeah. mark, <laughs> ted baker they don't make my size and mark jacob but maybe for like basketball players they make special ones but um and I remember going through this and I met a couple people was like, oh, this is a cool person. But I realized I was like, this is, I was at a show. So they needed to match with someone who had that sort of criteria. Yeah. That they're like, totally. the, we're both really into Star Wars. And like, we, you know, we think that Han shot first and, you know, the whole deal. 
And I, I was like, I am the biggest outcast in this room. Oh, and God, there were people so dressed like Chewbacca. And I was like, this is crazy. You know, it was great. Um, oh, my God. But there is video of this somewhere, and I, I, I have to look it up. But oh, it's, that's it's amazing. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But so I did have my own experience. And I saw, when I saw it, I watched it afterwards. The way it was cut it was very interesting. And, and it was funny because I remember talking to this one. So basically, you would win by basically getting the most people who wanted to match with you. Right, yeah, because you write the names down or something. There was, it was clear to me afterwards that there was one woman that they wanted to win. Okay. And it it goes into a blank box. I'm not saying it was fixed. I'm just saying it seemed fixed. Like, because yeah, I, sure. I was talking to her and she was very scripted, but very okay. nice. She was a plant. And she might have been. And it, yeah. that was the thing where I, I, I sort of like unraveled my sort of like it demystified television for me that's and, wild yeah did yeah. you use people's real names when you were voting or did you use their like cosplay characters like so were you it, like ugly they had a number they, had a, they would okay. have a number they okay. would have a number but um some people would say their names and then some people would actually stay in character which was quite weird oh my god yeah it was, <laughs> it was quite weird it's not it's not for me that's all it's, i'm gonna say I, it's not for I me i have to say what where where I came out on the other side of it, and I think um, this is something that like I actually respect about these people who go on dating shows because I went on one not on purpose. It was yeah. literally like my friends were just like, "Go in there, it's a fun thing," you know, like it's forty five minutes. Who cares, right? You know, it's like, okay, right? And but these people know they're going into it, yeah, and totally. that's a totally different situation. But but I did I did gain a lot of respect for people who like are really into something, and then I realized and I had a uh, sort of a deep existential angst knowing that I'm not really into anything. <laughs> you don't have, yeah, totally. <laughs> Which actually was, yeah, it was, it was quite interesting to me. But this show is, but just to get back to the other shows, I, I think what was interesting about that is that everyone on these shows were actually really into something, mm-hmm. but none of it was very interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially the ultimatum. Like, I was like, none of these people have personalities. Their personality is, like, being obsessed with their boyfriend. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't any of the guys. It was all the girls. Yes. <laughs> so you said it, not me. But, yeah, what, what? just to get into, let's get into the gender yeah. wars. What was the difference between the guys and the girls on the show? I thought it was, it was, there was something to it. All of the guys were like NPCs, like they were like, yes. Yes. and they were all making excuse. Like none of them, they all knew that they didn't want to get married to their girlfriend, except for one. But the yeah. other guys were all like, "Oh, like I, my finances aren't ready yet." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, typical twenty twenty yeah. year, you know, year old guy type stuff. They're like, you know, I'm not really ready. I don't have a house. You know, you know, I need a better car first, or you know, like Whatever, really, yeah. really funny sort of exp- explanations. Uh, so I do you think that so my so there were a couple couples that actually did get married at the end. Yeah. What's your prediction? Uh, okay. Well, I think um, what's her name? Randall and. I forget what the girl's name is, but she was the only girl that was, like, actually interesting and, like, a good person, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think they'll stay together because they said that they broke up for six months after the show and now they're back together. So that, to me, yeah. seems like, you know, fair enough, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then Colby and Madeline um, hate them. Yeah. But I think that... It's Madeline. 
Madeline. Sorry, Madeline. Madeline. <laughs> Madeline. It's true. There's no like vowel. No, it's there. it's M A D L Y N. There was a lot of Y's, and and I realized that I really got into my. I felt my age when I okay. saw some of the names because all the names were like Coley, oh, yeah, and I, they're all like like you know my friends' kids' names, you know. And I was like, oh, this is I'm, Ensley I'm and yeah, 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 yeah. A lot yeah. of a lot of medicines with a Y, you know, that kind of thing. Their their relationship was interesting though because I did feel like she was settling and I can't figure out why she was doing it but like yeah he had this cowboy hat with him and like on one of the first weeks where they were all just yeah. like getting to know each other and hanging out he wore his cowboy hat to an event and she was like I hate that hat I hate when he wears it he knows that yeah. I hate it yeah and then when they're at the end of the show and he's going to propose to her he wears the hat and she says yes and he gets married in the cowboy hat and yeah. I was like he doesn't respect her and he doesn't respect her opinion yeah but she seemed to love it. Yeah, but I, was, I don't know what the deal was. I don't get yeah. it. It was kind of like a, a like like nagging as a fashion statement. Maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt. I felt like he was like testing her. Like if she still wants to marry me and I she's I'm wearing something that I know she hates, then like I can do whatever I want. Yeah. That that I have to say like dating around was like fun and it was sort of like lighthearted and you know, a second date's not a big commitment. Yeah. But Ultimatum, in many ways, seemed like a recipe for disaster. It, and I really would love to see... Now, they did they did do a recap, I believe. Like, there was yeah. a recap episode. I thought it was very funny. Um, the And this is, this is what the show does to you, and it makes you a bad person. There were a number of sort of... There was one woman in particular who uh, was very angry that she did not get matched with someone else. That yes. was not her partner. And she couldn't She stop. made me laugh so hard <laughs> because she got what she wanted, which was him proposing to her. Yeah. And they're on the reunion show and she was like being a fucking bitch about nobody picking her. And I was yeah. like, well, you're lucky you have someone that loves you because you are the worst person I've ever seen on television. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely interesting. And, and, you know, and you found yourself like laughing at her and you thought, oh, God, this is making me bad. But you know what? If there's another season, I'll watch it. Yeah, exactly. I definitely will. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you, not every show, but with that, you know what you're getting into. You know that your partner is going to go be with someone else. You know you're going to be mad at it, about it, but they lie and they're like, I'll be fine. I don't care because they think that they're better than everybody else and their partner's yeah. not going to leave them. Right? Yeah. It's such a, it's like, I mean, there's a lot of sort of analogies to modern life in, the, in this. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's, it's absolutely fascinating. So, what if you could just one final question for you and then i'll let you go for the evening uh it's been a real pleasure um if you would create the perfect dating show what would it be i want some sort of like gay dating show or like but like okay. put it on disney it's kind of like it's kind of, <laughs> yeah no it's kind of like tequila tequila double shot at love except okay. um every girl that goes on to the show there's a femme chick and a butch chick and they have to pick which one they're gonna date oh that's interesting so there's yeah. like double the ratio of like one versus the other okay and then yeah. they all have to like kind of like um what's that show called um the mtv show where they have to figure out who their perfect match in the house is yeah kind of like that so my f perfect show, and this is a show that yes. I, a conception that I had made up when I was in my twenties. Okay. That I, <laughs> and this is not this is not something I would do today. But there was um, I actually 
pitched it to Bam Margera uh, from Jackass <laughs> fame at one point uh, when he was in, you know, sort of his, his peak at, uh, at MTV. I had a friend who was good friends with him. He's from Pennsylvania as well. We okay. kind of have like mutual friends sense. in common. And um, it was called Gold Digger. And Gold Digger was a show where you would have two types of people, uh, one who's sort of flashy and awful, uh, and one who is, um, you know, nice, but, you know, clearly not rich. Okay. Go up to someone in some sort of public situation and interact with them. The resulting was is that the person who was nice to the person who was maybe either less attractive or not conventionally attractive or dressed differently, they would get cash prize. Okay. On the spot. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> if they fell for the person who was the rich asshole, there would be a whole dancing troupe of people sort of like a rap video style who would come out and to the song Kanye song Gold Digger oh my God. and would actually hang a necklace that said Gold Digger around it around their neck on national television. Oh my God, stop. That's so good. Why didn't they it do would, that? Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Netflix, I know you're going out of business, but if you want another show, please reach out to me. Uh, you know, Elon Musk, if you're going to do Twitter spaces television, let's do it. That's kind of like F-Boy Island. I don't know if you've seen that one. on. I haven't. Please tell me about it. So basically the plot is that there's this group of girls. I think there's like three girls and there's like 20 guys in the house and they have to pick one guy at the end of the show. But the thing is that half the guys are good guys and half of them are fuck boys. And if they pick a fuck boy at the end, they lose all of the money that they're supposed to win. If they pick a good guy, they get the money and they get to split it between each other. But if they pick one of the guys who's only idea. there for the money, yeah, if they pick one of the guys that's only there for the money, yeah. then they don't get the money. Yeah. So all these guys are trying to like trick them into like picking them as their final match. Oh my god, that's yeah. it. What happens to the guys? Do they? So if the good, what happens to the good guys? Do they get no financial incentives? So every week they have to vote people out. Yeah. Um, and if you get voted out, you tell them whether you were a fuck boy or a good guy. And then at, yeah. at the end, so let's say I pick a guy at the end and he's one of the good guys, we get to split yeah. the money. Yeah. It's like $100,000 yeah. or something. Is a guy who, but the, 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 the existential question is, is a guy who would go on Fuckboy Island a good guy? Well, what's the difference, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> they had this whole drama because this guy got cast as an F boy and then yeah. he's saying he's a good guy the whole time, blah, blah, blah. He gets voted out and he was like, I was one of the good guys. And then the producers are like, no, you weren't. And he's like, yes, I am. And they're like, no, you're not. And then they played his audition tape. Yeah. And he was like, I fuck girls all the time, like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, like, I mean, what's the difference, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the question. It's, like, also, it's the idea is that, like, once a fuckboy, always a fuckboy. Yeah. You know, the fact is, like, you know, there's lots of fuckboys who are great husbands. That's true. Yeah, they're yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe even your your dad, your viewers today. You don't know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Well, thanks for, for talking to me. Um, Thank you. Just once again, where, where can we find you? And, uh, you know, where's what what should we be looking out for? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at no. hogpussy. Um, <laughs> and I have some shows coming up. So if you're in the Ottawa, Canada region, which you probably mm-hmm. aren't, um, you can come to one of my shows. I post both of them on Twitter. And, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's great and I, you know having seen you in in, in person uh, uh your shows in person just just amazing comedy uh no one's got stage presence like you i i just 
like the way she moves her foot is cool. Like that, that's <laughs> just it. Like she's just got real presence. Well, oh, thank you. Huh? And I have an uh, album with Howl and Roar Records coming out, so you can okay. pay money for that and give them money. Absolutely. Nice. So how how would you how would you uh, find that? You can download it on their website or from their Twitter huh? account. I okay. think it's coming out next month. Okay, great. Maybe. And we will be promoting that as well. I'll be promoting right. it on my my Twitter at David Slavic and also at the popular show. So thank you so much. Uh, everybody have a great night. Nice talking to you.